0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10
1: per order. Additional terms apply.
0: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
2: Yes, 855 Send the tweets, send the hot takes at Ken Carman, C-A-R-M-A-N. Coming up in 40 minutes, Ryan Wilson going to join us. We'll talk NFL with him. The Players Union and the NFL have struck a deal on compensation, on testing, on the whole thing. It's a fantastic day for the NFL, fantastic day for football fans. Later on, I got to tell you, the whole – the reason – part of the reason we love football, part of the reason we love the NFL still is because it's it's nearly guilt-free, not totally guilt-free. It's nearly guilt-free, and I also think that it's just great customer service. It's just great customer service. Kevin, this goes into what I was just talking about because the baseball calls are continuing. I might as well, let's let's take them while we can. Kevin, I'm going to upset you here in a second. You ready? Let's do it. Because I think this goes right along with what I was saying about Mike Trout. I did a top five most hated baseball players. As a fan, as a fan, I did a top five most hated baseball players on Twitter the other day for opening day. My personal top five most hated baseball players, not of all time, like there were playing people going, Ken, you left John Rocker off the list. And I'm like, eh, yeah, but he just didn't matter enough to me to put him on. Like, I just thought of him as a goof, and it, it, he didn't matter enough to me for me to hate him. Like, there are there are certain things here. Like, I, my five most hated baseball players in this order, Paul Canerco, he killed my favorite team every time he played against him. A.J. Pierzynski was good against my favorite team, and also, major league a-hole out there on the field. Uh, Any Astro 2016 to present except Michael Brantley, because Michael Brantley once played on my favorite team, and honestly, it was a joke. The fifth person in there was Jonathan Papelbon, because he did a dance after he defeated my favorite team, and I didn't like that. Do you want to know my number two overall most disliked player?
3: Can I take a guess?
2: Take a take a swing. I'm sure you know. It's Go ahead.
3: It's got How
2: did you know? How did you know that? It it, it
3: it's just obvious. How did you it's know? It's just was obvious, Derek how, Jeter, because a, so many people that aren't Yankee fans just hate Derek Jeter. Just because he's Derek Jeter. No, he wasn't the best athlete, but when it came to clutch time, he there showed up. He's got five rings to prove it. He did have three thousand oh, I... hits, over three hundred average. Again, like I understand where people outside of New York think that like he's not as big as people you know ex- like describe him. He's not like a Mariano Rivera. Again. Pitcher, hitter, two different people. Oh. But I'm not surprised by that, but you know me. I'm loyal to Derek I have Jeter.
2: A, I have a tremendous amount of respect but you for Derek him Jeter, the, the player. You yeah.
3: Hate, listen, I agree with you. With I hated Papelbon, you know, as a Yankee fan, and that stupid dance.
2: You, you see, though, he's – yeah, I hated it, too. But you see why he is – you see why he is, to me, the the perfect person to compare Mike Trout to. Like – I don't, the reason I don't like Derek Jeter, I don't think Derek Jeter has much of a personality. Like, he plays for the Yankees. Like, you saw other – like, Der- David Wells, man, had a personality. Scott Brocious had a personality. Bernie Williams had a personality. Good, bad, ugly, whatever it is for all those guys. Like, there were a lot of great personalities on those Yankee teams. Jeter was the captain. Jeter was the one that everybody across America loved. And I go, what do you get out of this guy? He gives the same canned answer every time. There's no emotion whatsoever. It's all wooden. It's all laconic. It's all the same thing every single time. He does it now as an owner. In fact, he makes tough decisions as an owner, and it makes it even worse because he has the same just nonplussed attitude about everything from what it seems any single time you ask the guy a question throughout his entire career. Like, I, he is the, he's one of the best Yankees ever which means he's one of the best, most recognizable players ever. Totally understandable. Totally understandable. But everything else, oh, Ken, did you know all the women he slept with? Great. Slept with a lot of women. Awesome. Ken, he gave him gift baskets. That, that's not funny. That's not fun to me. He had sex with a lot of women, and he gave them gift baskets. Whoa. Look out for this guy. If you want to say I'm jealous of that, oh, oh, I, I guess you can, whatever. I'm not. I don't think I'm jealous of Derek Jeter in that. I don't think there's anything that Derek Jeter has that I really want. I just, I just wanted more than, hey, you know, it's one of those days. You know, maybe we'll just be, uh, we'll be better at the plate again tomorrow, or after they won. Hey, it was a nice win, and uh, hopefully we'll win again tomorrow. Derek, what do you think of the pandemic? Well, you know, hopefully we'll uh, we'll get out there and we'll play baseball tomorrow. Derek, what do you think about David Wells getting into it with Cleveland Indians fans about his mother? You know what? The, that's a tough thing, and uh, hopefully we'll get out there and we'll play again tomorrow. There was nothing. There was nothing. And all these people. Oh my God, Derek Jeter, number two. Derek G. Je- Love Derek Jeter. How? He gives you nothing. There's nothing. Paul O'Neill gave you something. These guys gave you something. He has no personality. Uh, Derek Jeter, if it were personality that played baseball, you'd just put a cardboard box out there at shortstop. That's it. But the reason why Derek Jeter is one of the greats and the reason why Derek Jeter is revered is, yes, he played in the biggest market in the world, and he was very successful in big games. Now, they didn't need any help getting into the postseason. Those were great teams. But Derek Jeter, if Derek Jeter didn't have the moments that we saw in the postseason, what Kevin just argued about with him being clutch, who's Derek Jeter? If the Yankees, if he would have played, honestly, if he would have played on the New York Mets, who's Derek Jeter, Kevin? He's still Derek Jeter. I don't think so. I don't think so. If he were the captain of the Mets and they weren't world champions over and over and over again, and they weren't in the postseason, who's Derek Jeter? Who is that guy?
3: Here's the thing with the Mets. He would still be Derek Jeter, but the Mets would have screwed it up in 98, 99, and next thing you know, he's
2: performing on the the different That's the point. Derek Jeter played on a mega team that had mega players that did mega things. That's the entire point of this. Mike Trout plays on a team that right now is screwing it up like the Mets. Are they not?
3: Well, he's got four hundred and thirty-seven million reasons uh, to stay. That's fine.
2: Great, he's got a whole lot of money. That's congratulations on all his success. What's he do? What's what is Mike Trout really doing for baseball? Derek Jeter, with with the same personality, did more for baseball. Best player on the best team, best moments, biggest stage, championships. What has Mike Trout got to do? None of it. None of it. Like one postseason appearance. Great. Fantastic. We count rings more than we ever have now, and it's the hardest sport to win rings in. So I think Derek Jeter's—he's the perfect example. I can't—I couldn't stand Derek Jeter, and it sounds like I still can't stand Derek Jeter. I just never got this whole love. Other than yeah, I respect the player. I understand that. No, no I'm not saying I don't respect how good he was as a player. But every interview, the same interview. What do you think of Joe Girardi there? Derek, uh, you know, he's a good manager and we're hoping to just win tomorrow. Great, thanks a lot, buddy. Thanks for the soundbite. Awesome. You're so entertaining. So great. When Derek Jeter on Saturday night live, that one sucked.
3: He was dressed, yeah, he was dressed as a woman. What do you mean it sucked? It sucked. It's hysterical. Him with David Wells and uh
2: now David or, Wells had per again. That guy had personality. That guy was awesome. That was he great. was fun.
3: Mrs. Soriano, I think, was uh, his yes.
2: character. <laughs> sitting there on that – remember that – what was it? Sports Illustrated issue. And He's sitting there on that motorcycle, basically with that bleep you look. Gosh, that was fun. David Cohn was fun. Those guys were fun. Derek Jeter, wow, gift basket. Whoa, ho, ho You Wait, you guys are trying to tell me a baseball player has sex with a lot of different people? Get out of here. Professional baseball players tend to sleep with a lot of women? No. Derek, Derek Jeter did what every single baseball player of his generation did. He did what every single baseball player now does. He did nothing special in that case. Nothing. Guys, Derek Jeter dated and then married a model. Great. He joined the club of baseball players who did it. That's not a personality. Baseball players sleeping around with different women is not a personality trait. It's what baseball players do. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Mike in California. You're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead and scream at me. Do we have Mike? I don't know if we have Mike. Okay, let's do do we have Brad in Atlanta? What's up, man? How's it going? Is this Brad? Yes,
1: sir. How are you?
2: I've been looking forward to your call all day, Brad. Go right on ahead.
1: Good. Uh couldn't agree more about Jeter, by the way. Um, but no, wanted to follow up on a previous caller i don't think he necessarily was was talking about how he's worried about like sports overtaking the kind of narrative of the country and where people are going to forget about what 's going on. I think one thing like i i've been working the entire time i'm a, i've been an essential worker, and it's like i'm kind of i think people are kind of just sick and tired of hearing athletes you know whine about how we we want to make sure we 're hundred percent safe and and all this stuff, and you've got so many people out there that oh. get up like a normal day and go to work and have to worry about their oh. families. I mean, it's you know, it's oh, you, I, you just kind of get yeah. tired of the whining.
2: Stay with me for a second, Brad. That I can understand. Yeah. Now, now, there's there's been people who've brought this to my attention too, and they say, well, Ken, if you had. If you had their money and you had their lifestyle, it doesn't mean you still wouldn't be worried about your family. Yeah, but I understand what I do as an entertainment business. Now, I do think that the NFL and Major League Baseball and the NHL and the NBA and MLS and da-da-da-da-da down the line, they should do everything they can to be safe. But I'm going to rip this right off the legendary Tony Bruno. When he was tweeting back at players, like, what was it, last week, goes, hey, you know what, it's the NFL, and they've been in the bad news before and they're able to afford a lot more things than other people are, I think you're going to be okay, buddy. I think you're going to be exactly. all right. And I and I, said, I, ha- I I looked at that from Tony Bruno, Brad, and I said, yeah, you know what? That's a hell of a point. Go ahead.
1: Yep, and I have the ultimate respect. I don't know if you've heard the story. Adam Duvall, um, you know, plays for the Braves. But, you know, he's got diabetes. He's like, you know what? This, like, this is my job. He's like, I want to get out and play every day. And it's like that's that's what you need to hear. It's oh. like. You, that makes you, like, feel good about sports, and it's like, yeah. you know, here's somebody who understands kind of what's going on in this country, and you need kind of people to be like, you know what? It's, it's my job to get out there and play and, and be an important symbol for, like, you I know, what that, this country's going through. That,
2: that is inspiring. Uh, I know that, like, Carlos Carrasco, just in my situation here in Cleveland, uh, he's a recovering leukemia patient. Uh, he's pitching, and that certainly yeah. is a man with a compromised immune system. Uh, he's pitching. Yep. Like, those are inspiring stories, no doubt. Honestly, but if a guy if a guy decides that he wants to sit out, like we're seeing a couple of players now in the NFL who have decided to opt out, hey, you know what, that's okay. Because yeah. I've said this to anybody else who, who who's done any other line of business throughout this entire thing, Brad. If you got the cake and you can stay home and you feel safer at home and everybody's safer at home, you go right on ahead. That's part of the freedom that comes with America, man. That's yes part sir, of it. Yes okay. Sir. I understand that, Brad. And thank you very much. And, Brad, thank you very much for the call. If, if that was Joe was saying, because there is – And maybe I jumped to a conclusion that I shouldn't have jumped to. Because when Joe said it, and where Brad says it and maybe clarifies it, and I didn't really want to go down this road just yet, if they say it, okay, that's that's perfectly fine. I don't want to be, though, that I think I'm starting to fight other sports people where they are starting to say, well, nobody's rooting for sports to be canceled, you guys. No, I know that. But if I follow you on social media and everything you say is some sort of a defense – of you saying you don't want to get rid of sports or everything you say is something that's going to doom and gloom, I'm not going to like it. I get enough doom and gloom in real life, and I think that's what a a lot of Americans are saying. I get enough doom and gloom in real life. I've been affected by it. You've been affected by it. I know you have problems. You know I have problems with it. We've all been affected in one way or another. I have a son who has to go to therapy every single week. He wasn't able to go to therapy for three months. We've all had our work inflicted. Upon, we've all had our work have problems inflicted upon it. We've all had to take a bath here or there. Most of us. Like it, it, we, we, when they say we're all in this together, it's different levels. But yeah, we're we're all kind of in the same bind in a way. And when I look at the major sports, when we're talking about testing, this is an ugly truth. They can afford it. We're free market health folks. They can do it. Some of us can't, or some of our companies won't. It's part of the truth of it. But I'm not going to look at sports a- as a sports person. So how can we have this at this time? It's okay to have some professional sports. That's the that's the thing I was saying. If I and if I miss if I misread Joe's call, then if Joe in St. Louis is still listening, I'm sorry to Joe. I'm glad Brad was there to hopefully clarify some things up. We'll get back into this coming up in a little bit. Eight five five two one two four CBS. I got to get the Jeff in Cleveland now. Jeff, good morning.
4: Hi. I, I first of all, I can't believe I'm getting ready to defend Jeter, but can you? Why? Jeter was your number two, right?
2: What? Well, who? Yeah, it was my number two. Most. most who was most your number one? You hated Paul Konerko.
4: Oh, okay. Yeah, but my, my thing with Jeter is, I, even though I wasn't a huge Jeter fan, Jeter won. And see, the problem here is you're from Cleveland. You're you're a Cleveland guy, and. We hate winners here. They, they hate
2: winners here. That's not true.
4: Successful. That's not yes, true. true. No, Tim, you do not Jeff, like Jeff, anybody who wins. Jeff, you, win. Jeff, you A- listen A- to me.
2: You no, you, you're lying to me. You're lying to the national public too. You listen to me every single day, and you know what I say about Tom Brady. I where I basically have his, his I have his compression shorts yourself, in my buddy. mouth. Say what? You listen every single day. You know you do, and you know that uh, I say what I say about Tom Brady where I have a TB12 hat. Yeah, I certainly okay, don't follow true. the TB12 okay, we'll lifestyle, Brady, but, and I jam his uh, compression shorts down my mouth. Don't be lying on these okay, radio uh, airwaves, uh, Jeff.
4: Okay, I'm not lying, but what I'm saying is the majority of us, the people here don't like winners. They don't like the Yankees because they win. They don't like Jeter because the, I don't know why you don't think the girlfriend and the gift thing wasn't great. He, he it, wasn't, not, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was he did great the same. His girls was not like Jeff. you said that every major league player, a professional player, gets girls. I'm not saying they don't, but he got models, hot girls, quality women. He didn't just get the hot girl in the bar. God he got God quality it. models and
2: stars. Did, Congratulations on all his success. Great. Okay.
4: And then he won five rings, and they were, and he was very. He hit 300. His, whole,
2: Flair, his three thousand hit was a home run. Rick Flair did the same thing. Rick Flair, Rick Flair was a 16-time in a, in a, in a, world champion. Rick Flair had the personality to was back was it up.
4: Written down for what was going
2: to happen. You wrestler people. That's not what my you grandma love. said. That's not what uh, grandma told me, and I still believe uh, her over you, Jeff.
4: Oh my God, Jeter, uh, you can't hate. Sorry, like a baseball,
2: Gita. Jeff. You're not going to win this. A baseball player getting women is not a personality trait, brother. It's not going to happen. That's not a I'm personality G- trait. He
4: got quality when he didn't get just a hot girl you see in a bar. He got models and stars. What do you mean that? What is wrong with you?
2: I, I think other base. I, I don't know why I'm I'm, I'm entertaining this. I'm I, I don't know about the quality of women. I don't want to I don't want to besmirch different women and their quality. I'm not going to do that, Jeff. Oh my god. But I, but he, what I'm saying is it's not a personality. Race. It's not a personality trait. It's not. Oh it's god. not. Mm-hmm. It's he even does LeBron what any player loved, even ever LeBron did.
4: LeBron loved Jeter. Remember when he was at the game? Oh, with Judas the Priest. Yeah. yeah. Great. Remember yeah, that? LeBron loved Remember Jeter. That?
2: LeBron loved Jeter. LeBron still has more personality than Derek Jeter does, I'll tell you that. Who cares about personality? I do, because I was bored to tears by Derek Jeter. I didn't understand what everybody loved him for. Great. He's a great winner and a great baseball player. Awesome. Everything else is boring as hell. Have a good day. Thank you. You too. Eight five five two one two four CBS. If you told me that Derek Jeter loved Russian literature and taught classes on Russian literature at, at Bowie County Community College, Prince George's County or Bowie College or whatever the hell it is over there, then you know what I'm in. Fine, that's a personality trait. Baseball player taking home women is not a personality trait. That's not it. That's something ball players do and have done for a long time and will continue to do. 855-2124-CBS. Up next, record this. Record this. Dan Snyder made the right move. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. Two one two four CBS. I got Marco getting ready to do the update. I guess I got everybody worked into his shoot. Fine. Hey, listen, I'm not going to change my stance. I, he's he's a great player. He's a Hall of Famer. He's a terrible owner so far. I don't even want to hear about that. Yeah, you know what? I I did my uh, players I didn't like as a kid, and I don't like Derek Jeter. Okay, there I said it. Yeah, it, it feels good too. That's the thing, folks. It feels good. Feels good to say. I don't like Derek Jeter. Don't like him. Not a fan. So I got all these people, I guess, who hate me on the phone right now. Let's go. I, I I guess what what one guy called up and shouted I was a jackass and hung up. Is that what he did, Kevin? Kevin might be still too busy taking hate calls right now. Joseph in Houston. You're first up on CBS Sports Radio. Hopefully he can buzz you in. There you go, Joseph. Go ahead.
4: Hey hey man, what's going on?
2: Go ahead. Come on. Let's hear it. No,
4: I'm not here to beat you up. I'm on your side.
2: Well, I don't know
4: what pulling women has to do with baseball, what this pandemic has done to some of these guys' heads, but he wasn't a cool cat. He wasn't. Take all the accolades and stuff away, just put him in normal clothes. He was kind of
1: a douchebag. Pulling <laughs> women
4: has nothing to do with.
2: Did you get that one, Kev? Can't go with that one. Up until then, Joseph, I agreed with you. Can we get David in Atlanta? Do we have clearance now? Let me get the David in Atlanta. David, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Do we have David? Oh, did he drop or did you just dump everything? Okay, let's see if we can get David in Atlanta. Can we get David in Atlanta? I guess we can't get David. Fine, 855-2124-CBS. Folks, the only thing I'm trying to say is – and people are going, well, Ken, why isn't Albert Bell on your list? Why Why didn't I – hey, Albert Bell was my favorite player when I was a kid. I know. I know. Yeah. It's stupid. I, I, I agree with you it's stupid. Albert Bell was at spring training. I use this joke many times. I'll continue to do it. Albert Bell was at spring training, what, a couple of years ago with his pants off, going number one in the, in the spring training parking lot. Guy looked like Winnie the Pooh, and I still like Albert Bell. Albert Bell chased a bunch of kids down who egged his house. My dad agreed with him to do it. You egg my house, I'm going to chase you down. Albert Bell ran over Fernando Vignette. At that time, I condoned it. He hit the first home run I ever saw. Yeah, I know he's surly, and I know that he's – He's angry, and I know that he's just not a likable person in a lot of ways. He was my favorite player. He's my favorite player. I was five years old, Cleveland Municipal Stadium, hit the first home run I ever saw. Boom, favorite player. Could have been anybody. If Paul Sorrento would have hit my first home run that I ever saw in person, I probably would have been a big Paul Sorrento fan. It was Albert Bell. Albert Bell hit the first home run I ever saw. Bartolo Colon will always have a soft spot in my heart because I got, the, got his autograph at the Canton-Akron Indians game when he was coming up through the league, when he was coming up through the minor league system, and I will always remember it. He had a black Lexus with this nice gold trim that went around the, the – the, 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 the windows were all blacked out, and he had – I swear to God, they were twins – And they were so beautiful. And they were on either side of him. And he looked like a million bucks. And he still looks like a million bucks. But he was thin. And he was full of vigor. And he just got done pitching a great game. And I went out there, and my buddy Johnny Meyer's dad goes, Kenny, you better, you guys better go get that kid's autograph because that guy's going to be something someday. You need to go get that guy's autograph. Sure as hell, my buddy Johnny Meyer's dad, he was right. And I went over there, and I held up my hat, and I go, Mr. Cologne, will you sign this hat? And he signed the hat, and I looked over at Mr. Cologne for one second just to make sure that he could sign the hat, and I was looking at the twins the rest of the time. And I stood there and stared at the twins the rest of the time. Bartolo Cologne, that's a personality right there. Other than that, he's had other personalities other than that. Big fan of Bartolo Colon. Big fan. Derek Jeter? Yes. I'm not a fan of Derek Jeter. I'm not a fan of the Yankees per se. I don't have anything against the Yankees. I'm just, I'm not a fan. I'm getting hate. I'm sorry. I don't hate you for liking Derek Jeter. I just don't like Derek Jeter. And I don't think I ever will eight five five two one two four CBS it's just not a personality that I agree with it's not a personality that I love it's a it's a big whatever it's the same thing I do with cardboard boxes I break them down and I put them in the trash can cardboard boxes that I break down and put in the trash can at least I have memories of taking things out of there they those have more personality than Derek Jeter the cardboard cutouts at the stadiums during the games right now have more personality than Derek Jeter At least I got something out of some of these other players. On Paul Canerco, I didn't like Paul Konerko. Paul Canerco made me not like Paul Canerco. Speaking of, somebody tweeted at me, said they're like next-door neighbors with him. They say, he's a delightful guy. He and his family, they're wonderful people. Yeah, I'm just saying he's a baseball player. I didn't like Paul Konerko. He killed my team. He's a, I thought he was a borderline Hall of Famer. Had what batted a great batting average, had almost what 450 home runs? I think it was like what four twenty nine, four thirty, somewhere in there. Paul Conurco was a great player, multiple time all star. I have nothing against him. I got nothing against Joe I have nothing against Derek Jeter, the baseball player. Nothing against him whatsoever. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer, deserve it so, great player, all that stuff. His personality sucked. He gave you nothing. All those great Yankees who gave me something, he gave me nothing. Great game. Moving on. Great. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Derek. Wonderful. The best thing about Derek Jeter was Bob Shepard announcing his name. That's it. That's the only thing that had any personality whatsoever. And John Sterling talking about him. Thank God for John Sterling or there'd be nothing there for Derek Jeter in terms of personality. Coming up next, guy with all types of personality, Ryan Wilson. I wanted to talk about the Washington football team, and we will. You're going to have to record it because I think Dan Snyder made the right move in this. Ryan Wilson's going to join us next, CBS Sports NFL writer, at Ryan Wilson CBS on Twitter. Follow him. Get the hot takes from him. The NFL came together on a deal yesterday that made a lot of people happy. We'll get into the ins and outs and what have yous of that coming up next. Right now it's the latest sports update with a very angry Marco Belletti.
5: All right, Ken, with the first full day of baseball, and it didn't take long to have history or a walk-off, both happened when the A's outlasted the Angels 7-3-10 on a grand slam from Matt Olson. Oakland wins the first extra inning game with a base runner placed at second base. Meanwhile, Eric Hosmer, he earned second base twice, helped the Padres spoil the debut for Madison Bumgarner and the D-backs.
3: Here's the 2-2 to Hosmer, swinging a fly ball out to left field. Peralta racing back towards the corner. He leaps, can't get it. It's off the wall. Two runs have scored. They're gonna wave Profar around. He will come in and just ahead of the throw slides in safely for the second consecutive inning. A three-run double for Eric Hosmer, and the Padres busted
2: open, 7-1. seven to one. Six RBIs
5: for Hosmer. The Padres race the D-backs seven-two. Jesse Agler, the call. Padres radio network. Elsewhere, the Astros race the Mariners eight-two. Red Sox thump the Orioles. 13-2. Indians blank the Royals 2-0 as Shane Bieber struck out 14-6. over Blue Jays down the race 6-4, while Max Kepler, he had a day for the Twins. Base is empty, one out. Again, the 2-2 pitch is crushed high and deep to right field. Back it goes,
2: deep it goes, and gone! Kepler, amazing! Two at-bats, two homers. Very long twins. balls as
5: Minnesota ripped the White Sox 10-5. Corey Provis with the call on the Twins Radio Network. Rest the scoreboard. The Mets silence the Braves 1-0. Yuenas Cespedes went yard after 735 days away from the game. Dodgers paced to the Giants 9-1. Max Muncy homer twice. Cardinals have been the Pirates 5-4. Marlins took out the Phillies 5-2. Cubs blanked the Brewers 3-0 thanks to a complete game three hitter from Kyle Hendricks. Reds had no problems with the Tigers 7-1. And the Rangers clipped the Rockies 1-0. Buffalo, that's your new home for the Blue Jays this season. Toronto will play the majority of their home games at their AAA affiliate. NFL training camps are going to begin on time on Tuesday. League and the Union coming to agreement on a number of issues. Meanwhile, Chiefs guard Leron Duvernay T. Tardif opted out of playing due to COVID-19. Washington quarterback Alex Smith has been cleared to return to all football activities after that gruesome leg injury in 2018. Pacers forward DeMontis Sabonis might be done thanks to a foot injury. He has left the Orlando bubble for treatment. I'm Marco Belletti.
2: 855 cbs 855 That's CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line, brought to you by the fine folks at Geico. Get 15% off Geico.com. Coming up in 20 minutes, we'll talk baseball with Matt Snyder. Ask him who he hated the most when he was growing up. I think that Dan Snyder made the right move. I know that LeBron James got his jokes off and a couple other people got their jokes off, which, by the way, if I name my son Kenny Jr., I really can't make a joke, can I, about names? He named him the Washington football team. Dan Snyder doesn't need any defense, and honestly, you can't get your jokes off about Dan Snyder. He deserves it. He made the right move. You don't want to rush something like that. So they're the Washington football team for a season. Okay, add it to the list of weird things that have gone on in 2020. Name changes take time. Get the name change right. There's so many reasons why Dan Snyder needs to get this name right. One, You want to make sure that you get the name right because it takes time to do good branding. It takes time to do good imaging. It takes time for these things, not over the course of a month. Two, he's got to find people that he trusts to give him a name that he likes. He's going to Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera is a head football coach. Is Ron Rivera really cut out to pick out a name for a team that he's never worked for? I don't know if Ron Rivera is from the D.C. area. I don't know what it is. But I think he might be going on with, with maybe somebody he trusts. The third part of it is we've always talked about him wanting to build a new stadium. This might go hand-in-hand. Hand. Like we, He wouldn't get somebody from FedEx. Or if you're looking at this in this case where he still – and the, the whole argument has been public dollars. Maybe a D.C. name greases the rail for public dollars from D.C. The other part of it is what if he wants to sell or has to? You got to be careful in picking a name. You can't just pick a new name and get all your imaging out there all in once. There's a lot of things. I don't have time in any show. There's a lot of things that Dan Snyder's gotten wrong. This isn't one of them. This is not one of them. 855 cbs Joining us on the hotline right now, Ryan Wilson. He gets a lot of things right. CBS Sports NFL writer, find him on Twitter at Ryan Wilson CBS. Ryan, morning, buddy. Morning, Ken. How are
0: you doing, man?
2: Good. What should the name be for the new Washington football team a year from now?
0: Uh, That's the question. I I like the Red Tails. When we were talking about this a few weeks
2: ago after the the Redskins
0: initially announced they were going to change the name. And and I said this a few times this week that uh, there's a a man who holds like 30 or so patents of some of the most popular names that were thrown around. Um, obviously the, the intent we assumed was that he wanted to make a, a few bucks off of it. But he said that he was willing – first of all, he took the names to make sure they didn't fall into the nefarious hands, which is sort of funny, that he was willing to, to give the, the name to the Redskins for free if they would contact him. And as of a week ago or so, he had not heard from the team. So I don't know where they are on that. But I think your point is right. There's no rush to come to uh, a decision on what we should call this team – is the Washington Football Team a dumb name? Yeah, if you're a football fan and you're used to having a mascot to cheer for and all that, it's sort of silly, especially when you had ten or eleven days to, to come up with something. Um, but it's also a, a perfectly, you know, middle of the road placeholder until you come to sort of, sort of some decision on, on where your future lies. So Washington Football Team, I don't, you know, you don't get really pumped up for that. But I will say this. Uh, I, I love the fact that they're keeping the burgundy and the gold, and I know a lot of fans wanted that to stay. I, I, I'm all in on that. And, and I thought the helmet with the number on the side, it looked pretty sharp. It, it wasn't outrageous. It wasn't anything crazy. And um, in some sense, it's sort of iconic. Penn, Penn State doesn't have the sexy uniforms, but you know the Penn State uniform when you see it. And, and typically people, people like it for its simplicity. And I, I think that was a step in the right direction here. Um, and one last thing I'll say in terms of this name being incredibly boring, forever. Football teams, soccer teams, uh, um, not in the United States, have called themselves whatever their city name is, FC for football club. So this isn't something out of the ordinary for professional sports. It's just sort of weird for uh, an NFL team not to have a mascot. But at the end of the day, I'm in no rush to get it. Uh, have a name if we're going if the waiting is gonna get it right ultimately. And I, and I think keeping the colors is the first step. And Washington Football Team, you know, whatever, we're fine with that for four or five, six, seven months.
2: Love it. Ryan Wilson joining us on the show. Again, find him on Twitter, at Ryan Wilson CBS. The deal with the owners and the players, surprised it went so smoothly?
0: Yeah, and I'm actually sort of relieved. You're on Twitter as much as I am, Ken, and you know that half of the population on Twitter thinks that media members are hoping that there is not an NFL season. I don't think anyone feels that way. I'm relieved. I would imagine you are, too. Um, I mean, there's a very good chance a lot of us are are making a lot less money and maybe $0 if there's no NFL season. So I was was glad that they were able to sort this thing out. And I was sort of surprised that it happened as smoothly as it did. We've seen contentious back and forth with the original CBA back in 2011. Less of that this time around, so maybe that was a harbinger of good things to come but uh, we can get a, lot of a little more concerned when all the NFL players tweeted out in unison the day that the NFL needs to listen to what the NFLPA was saying about player safety. And it sounds like they did. Both sides had made some concessions. One of the concessions the players made wasn't safety related, but it was, um, we won't take a paycheck in the pro bowl, which probably means there won't be a pro bowl. And I can't imagine too many people care about that. So that saves around five billion bucks. I believe is what the math was uh, for the, for the, uh, for the owners. And, um, yeah, it seems like this is this is coming together, and ultimately in the day, everyone needs to stay healthy. And it seems like the NFL is paying attention to what the players were saying. And look, I've crushed Roger Goodell time and again over the years, but I think what he's done since the end of the Super Bowl, including having the draft, including preparation for what we're doing now, trying to get the season off the ground, I think he's done a really good job, and I think he deserves credit for that. And I say that as someone who who has not been afraid to to you know lay into him when I felt like he wasn't doing. Uh, what he should be doing as as a commissioner.
2: The sensational Ryan Wilson joining us on the show. Uh, can I go back to a point there? And I, I don't mean to muddy the conversation because it, it's interesting because I, I don't believe that media members don't want there to be sports. And I'm not a person who says, well, stick to sports. No, I mean, hell, you don't like it, you don't like it. <laughs> but I do think that... I, it's i don't know man when i go to sports it it's give me a little bit of relief and the people i go to sports from like i have contemporaries and they're like kenny they're killing me they're killing me right now i go cuz everything you say is bad they they know that things are bad not you not i mean i got friends who are at the network and they're going i get i get killed every single time because they don't want to hear doom and gloom buddy they don't want to hear it like I, i'm sorry i know i don't want you to stick to sports but they got plenty of doom and gloom that comes from every single corner of the internet. I, uh, it's tough, but I totally agree with you. I know that 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 media members don't want sports to be canceled. Certainly, football. Let, let's be honest. I, I personally, I make most of my money in the fall too. So, there's a reason behind that, yeah. right?
0: And you're, Kenny, you're uh, you're exactly right. And, and it's a fine line to walk. If you want to be on Twitter and, and voicing your opinions, it's going to come with backlash those opinions aren't in line with what everyone wants, quote-unquote, wants to hear. And, and, you know, that's fine. You have that right to say what you want to say and uh, just expect not everything to be, you know, rainbows and unicorns coming back at you. But social media is what it is. And I think at the end of the day, um, the less time we're on social media, the better we all are. But, again, these are weird times. We don't know what to do with ourselves. So we're, we're trying to find some outlet. And I'm, I'm with you 100% support should be arrested from real life. And it, that's certainly gotten muddied um, since the spring and since the Super Bowl concluded anyway. And um, it's tough. It's tough. So hopefully football coming back, hopefully we find a vaccine, and hopefully life will return to what we used to know where we can all, you know, hold hands and, and think goodbye. Yeah.
2: When I hear no preseason, the sports talk host in me goes, great, finally, what a <laughs> waste of time. The football fan in me, the football, not the fantasy fan, the football fan of my favorite team goes, hey, baby, new coaches, new systems, quarterbacks make or break in certain places here. I, I think that this is a very scary thing for a handful of football teams out there. Who should be the most concerned they don't have preseason or joint practices this year?
0: Well, it's not the Browns, so uh, you can relax there. I think the Browns, I've talked to you about this before, I think they're Big, they're not as important. in dire straits as you think they are. I think it's a, it's an issue for teams uh, with rookie quarterbacks that they know they're going to play. Joe Burrow is obviously the top of that list. I don't think Tua was going to play a lot to start the season, so he may, that may even get pushed back further um, because of no preseason. So that's a huge problem there. Jordan Love wasn't going to play uh, unless something crazy happened. And maybe Justin Herbert is another example of a guy uh, who had a chance to earn some playing time in preseason, and now that probably will get pushed back with the Chargers. And another, the next team that comes to mind—it's not the again, not the Browns—it's the Broncos. Drew Locke has no excuses to score 30 points a game with that offense they have around him. That defense is going to be better. Uh, Brady Chubb's going to be ha- Bradley Chubb's going to be healthy. Yvonne Miller will probably bounce back because of that. But Drew Locke has to utilize those weapons around him: Jerry, Judy, Cortland Sutton, Noah Fant. Uh, Philip Lindsay, the list goes on, and if he can play sort of like we saw at the end of last year, they're going to go to the playoffs. They're not going to beat the Chiefs, I don't think, but they have a chance to go to the playoffs. If he struggles because of the lack of preseason, lack of reps, and all that, and they get off to a, a one and three start or something, then that's an issue. So I think more than anything, other than the rookies, the next most important person that need a preseason with Drew Locke, So we have to see how he overcomes that in terms of the expectations that um, I have anyway on the Broncos
2: you have to draw it down the line. You're a journalist. I'm not, I don't have to, I can be emotional about things. (laughs) I, I root for Vic Fangio because he's not, he's an adult in the room. He's 61 years old. He is not the trendy type of thing that we talk about. And I find myself nothing against like Sean McVay or anything like that. I think that that can be fun too, but I find myself rooting for Vic Fangio because of that.
1: Yeah, no, he's
0: old school and you're right. And, And, uh, In a sea of sort of young, handsome, up-and-coming head coaches, we see uh, what's-his-name at Arizona sitting in his, you know, his his basher pad ahead of the draft, and then, you know, see someone like Bill Belichick sitting next to his dog uh, doing the same draft. It's sort of of a throwback, and and I'm with you. I like Nick Banjo. He did it. Like, he had no choice. He had to work his way up. He wasn't handsome. He wasn't, you know, one of these good-looking young coaches who who was uh, considered a, a genius at his job, although he did a great job coordinating the defense most recently in Chicago, but, but I think the players respect that. It, it's something different that 20, 25-year-old players probably are accustomed to dealing with as opposed to, to kids, guys who've been around, guys in the late 20s, early 30s, so that success is, is well-earned without question, much like Mike Zimmer uh, has, has had to wait his turn in Minnesota. And he's having success. He just signed a new deal, um, and even Mike McCarthy to an extent. He's on the other side of the ball as an offensive coordinator, but he got run out of town in Green Bay, um, sort of had to take his medicine, so to speak, came back, and we'll see how things go in Dallas. But that team also has a chance to be really good. Uh, You know, again, like all these young whippersnappers coming around, the old-timers aren't quite ready uh, to get pushed off the wagon.
2: Should Chris Jones shut up? I think he's writing checks his quarterback needs the cash. I don't like it when other players talk.
0: Wait, what did Chris Jones – I missed the Chris Jones conversation. When he, what did when he about?
2: talked about there being five rings, he just got oh. signed. And he, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Right.
0: Yeah. No, no, no worries. That's right. Yeah, I saw the quote. I didn't know it was Chris Jones. Well, Chris Jones is happy, I would imagine, that he also just got paid and he's feeling good about it. Patrick Mahomes, if you're going to say that, I would imagine a couple of guys. Tom Brady, you say it about when he's your quarterback, and, and probably Patrick Mahomes. And I can't even include Aaron Rodgers in this conversation now just because that, that team around him isn't as good as it should be. Uh, based on needs, but but I think probably Patrick Mahomes doesn't care. Um, I think we talked about this recently, too. I I mean, for the 10-year extension, 12 years that that Patrick Mahomes is going to be remaining in Kansas City, if they go to the Super Bowl three times, that feels like a a good return on investment. So Chris Jones can say what he wants, but winning the Super Bowl is incredibly difficult. Getting there is almost as hard, obviously. So I I would imagine Patrick uh, Mahomes is fine with it. But um, Andy Reid may feel differently. He knows how hard it is to get to the Super Bowl and how hard it is to win.
2: Boy, I, I, I still keep going back to it. I know we don't have a lot of time. I, I'm surprised because I was going to do a segment later. I'm still going to do it, damn it, about the no preseason and teams that are most affected. I'm just so surprised. We completely disagree about, like, half of those teams there that you mentioned there, Ryan. I want to be right, Uh-oh, but who- I want to listen to an expert like you. I'm, I'm dying here.
0: What do you What do you disagree on? you well, you're, don't say the Browns.
2: I, I I have to. I have to. It it startles me. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ryan. I I know we don't have a lot of time left, but it startles me. New coach, new new system. Uh, Baker Mayfield lost weight. Congratulations. You're supposed to be in good shape. Like I don't, I don't, I don't get a whole lot out of that. I'm like, man, if they, you know how they are, man. If they fail, they're going to go back to the drawing board this year. You know that.
0: No, that's right. But I think. Listen, I think.
2: Every team in that division except
0: the Ravens have a lot of issues. So if the Browns start one and two, it's not the end of the world. The Ravens, Let's say the Ravens win it. Big deal. Seven teams are going to go to the playoffs in each Conference now. I think the Browns have a chance to rebound. And the good news is it all doesn't have to be big. But this offensive line is going to be better, maybe not in week one or week two, but they're more athletic, they're stronger. And you just lean on Kareem hunt and Nick Chubb until you get your feet. I think the defense will be better. I think there's a lot of reasons for optimism. I know we say that every year in Cleveland. This year I really need
2: I got 30 seconds. Is Antonio Brown a Hall of Famer?
0: Oh, man. Um, yeah, he is. But just uh, we say that we don't concern ourselves with off-field stuff, but I don't know how he gets around that. T. O. Bingo.
2: Got,
0: um, Bingo. T.O. got pushed out of, the, out of the Hall of Fame for years, and he finally got in because he deserved it. Did nothing compared to what A.B. has
2: done off the field. If I asked you that in 2018, what what would you and I would have said?
0: 100%. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. You set me up for what I want to talk about next. Ryan, I love you. I thank you very much for the time. If I don't talk to you here for a few weeks, you have a great few weeks rest of your summer. Hopefully we'll get some good football in and we'll talk again soon, buddy.
0: You got it, man. Thank you, Ken.
2: Thank you. Ryan Wilson, CBS Sports NFL writer. Find him on Twitter at Ryan Wilson CBS. I really want to speak about that. I'm going to save that for the next segment, I promise. I am very worried about no preseason for some of these teams. And it's like preseason games are absolutely, you're right, they're meaningless. And, and I don't advocate for paying, making you pay the freight and go into a stadium for what they call NFL football when it's not NFL football. You have a bunch of guys who you'll either be working with or will be working for you or whatever over the next few weeks just wearing NFL jerseys. You don't need to pay full freight for that but they do need work, and I'm a little worried now that some of these teams are going to go out there without live bullets getting ready for week one, including the referees. That coming up in 40 minutes. Up next, yep, Hall of Fame stats, not a Hall of Fame reputation. It's Ken Carman on CBS Sports Radio.